This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young lady back. She's the editor-in-chief over at UncoverDC.com. It's Tracy Beans. Tracy, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing so well. How are you, Joe? I'm doing very well. I hated the, the Twitter spaces at first, or the <laughs> X spaces, whatever. And then I found myself going into them. Then people saw me go. I would go in quietly. I wouldn't say anything. Yeah. People say, oh, right, Joe Pag is here. Let's have him say something. I'm like, okay, because I'll say something. And then at 3 in the morning, I'm like yelling at people on the spaces. <laughs> it's, a, it's actually a pretty good thing. Uh, I, I'm still mad at Twitter or X or whatever the hell we're calling it because I don't think they've fixed the algorithms yet all the way. Hopefully they will eventually. But when you jump into those spaces, it's live people speaking right now and and you seem to gain followers. You seem to, to see who's like-minded. See, see, you seem to see who wants to yell and scream. They're kind of cool. After I thought about it a bit, they're, they're kind of nice, aren't they? I have fun in them when I do them. Um, it, it's like I can never sneak around and listen to any spaces because it always – lets people know when you're in there. There's right. a way to shut that off, but it's still annoying because as soon as someone sees you in there, as you've experienced, it's yes. like, oh, and then you're forced to say something when you kind of just probably wanted to listen a little bit. Um, but they're great. I mean, it's it's an awesome way to disseminate information. Some of them go on for like 10 hours. Right. People are in there. It's crazy. It's like, now, it's like the old AOL chat rooms that used to go on forever. It's exactly right. It's almost like the old party lines. You're not old enough to know this, but like I, you, you could pick up a phone at your house and dial a certain number and you hear a bunch of people just saying anything about anything. It's, it's kind of cool. It's kind of the old West. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I think it's all of that in one. Now, if it's properly moderated, it can be a really good conversation. Yeah. That's the key though. Properly moderated. Um, I, I've learned quickly how to moderate those spaces in a way that they're <laughs> beneficial for people. Otherwise, yes. I mean, it gets a little crazy. You know, there was a, a stand-up comedy thing I heard the other day where you were like, you never asked the general public ever to speak, ever. It was Sebastian Maniscalco talking about the DMV. Right. <laughs> no, talking about the jury duty. And exactly. he's like, you never ask anyone for questions because the second somebody starts talking, they just, they go on and on. And, on. and you hear a lot of this in spaces. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but, and then <laughs> 17 minutes later, people are like, dude, you got to stop. <laughs> um, all right. It's Tracy Beans. Go to UncoverDC.com. This Missouri v. Biden is, is more impactful for people watching and listening than they even know. This is the case where Missouri and other states were suing the Biden administration for colluding with, with big tech. And mm-hmm. there's something that that's, people keep on talking about. I've heard CISA. I've heard SUSA. I've heard different ways CISA. of pronouncing it. Yeah, yeah CISA. What, what exactly is CISA? Are we, are we paying for it? And why yes. don't we know more about this? 
we are paying for it. It's an organization or a bureaucracy that was started under Donald J. Trump um, to, to keep track of our critical infrastructure. Um, you know, things that like like that are critical to the United States is infrastructure okay. itself. The cybersecurity, um, it's a cybersecurity agency, right? They they never meant, it wasn't meant to become, as Jen Easterly, the person who heads CISA, says, um, someone who keeps, an agency that keeps track of your cognitive infrastructure, meaning your thoughts, Joe, and my thoughts. That, that wasn't the, the purpose, but that's what they've morphed into. They have taken a very um, you know narrow mandate and turned it into a, a basically a censorship operation with tentacles into literally every aspect of your life digitally online at all. And they work with outside NGOs and your taxpayer dollars are funding all of this. And they were responsible for a large, large chunk of the censorship surrounding election integrity, election issues after 2020. Secretaries of state would send them uh, little notes. Hey, so-and-so on, on, on Facebook said something that's not true. Can you guys have it taken down? That was their purpose. They ran And they local, would. And they would. Yes. They ran something called switchboarding, which okay. was kind of like a censorship help desk where everybody and anybody could go to them, tell them, hey, we want this gone. And then they would send it off to the social media companies and say, we would really suggest that you take this down. <laughs> and then they would. And that's what CIS has been doing now. So CIS is the original intention, if I hear you right, was just to make sure that our, our technology infrastructure was okay and that it wasn't under attack and that it was stable and whatever. So how did they how did they turn this into um, the Biden campaign can call Twitter and say, censor beans? They uh, did it because nobody stopped them. And wow. it was encouraged. And, you know, this is a very, very novice view of what CISA actually is. If you really want to know what CISA is, you need to go to Mike Benz on Twitter and or X and take okay. a look at his profile. He's got something pinned to the top there. It'll give you a nice crash course on exactly what we're dealing with here. It's massive. It's B-E-N-Z? Yes, B-E-N-Z. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we, we should go check that out for sure. It's Tracy Beans, go to UncoverDC.com. Um, the Missouri v. Biden case, is this was this case, or did it see its start before Biden became president? Or was this strictly after he became president? Because, again, we know all the collusion that was going on between big tech and the Biden campaign. That's that's known. That's not me saying it. It's just known. And then he becomes president. And I'm guessing now, governmentally, this becomes the constitutional issue because the government is basically making online sites part of them. It actually st- the case was filed after Biden was okay. elect- was placed in office, I should say. Okay. And um the, the case references materials from before Biden took office. Okay. So during the Trump administration, for example, the Hunter Biden laptop was a big focus because that that's involved in this lawsuit and, and how they censored the Hunter Biden laptop story. So, yeah, it involves things that happened pre-Biden. But Biden, once he got in there, took this over. Basically, the White House, all of these agencies were threatening and coercing social media companies to remove the speech of Americans um, or else or else we'll repeal Section 230, or else we'll hold you in antitrust, or else, or else, threats, cursing, yelling. We've talked about this as this has gone on because you're one of the few people that has given me the time to really, really dissect this for people. So, Well, nobody's talking about this case. So where are we today? Because so far it's been reasonably successful for the, for the plaintiff, 
But I mean, we don't have a. We don't. Is there an end in sight to this? Will there be penalties? Will CISA be disbanded? What's <laughs> going to happen if 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 Missouri and that side wins? What happens? So we got a temporary injunction from the judge in the district court that said none of these agencies, CISA, the HHS. Um, you know, uh, the CDC, the Surgeon General, the White House, none of these agencies can talk to social media companies about content, about content moderation, about policy, about this. They're not allowed to do it until this lawsuit's over and decided. The government said, we want to be able to censor people and, and appealed it to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. There was a hearing at the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals on that injunction. They tailored it a little bit and narrowed it down, but also affirmed that yes, the White House, the CDC, the Surgeon General, were um, coercing and threatening social media companies to remove protected American speech that they did not appreciate because it was against the state-sponsored narrative yeah. and or else. And so they affirmed certain parts of that injunction and held it up. And there was a lot of stuff that came out in that decision. They did not include CISA in that decision. Um, they removed CISA from the injunction, meaning that they could then talk to social media companies the way ha they had been doing in the past. But it, it's not that easy because they're they're in ongoing discovery in this lawsuit. So if they start threatening social media companies like you'd better take person A down right now, that's going to come out in the lawsuit and then a whole rigmarole would begin. But a lot of us were mad. Like, why could you why would you leave CISA out of this? And the the you know, getting a temporary injunction of this nature is very, very difficult. Um, and it has very stringent criteria. So the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals affirming the other agencies just said at this point, after this very limited discovery we've had, we don't have enough evidence yet in the in the in the record to be able to say that CISA definitively threatened the the um, the social media companies. So but they did. They did. Uh, they of course, did. They did. It's, it's Tracy Beans explaining Missouri v. Biden. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, I believe, is in New Orleans, and they're, they're generally speaking a conservative or constitutional court. So yeah. I'm glad that, they, that they, it seems as though they're keeping the injunction going, although I don't like that they tailored it, whatever that means. Um, at the end of the day, the, the government literally is saying we should have the right to censor because we say the information we're giving out is right, and if people say that it's wrong, that's a problem. Well, even if they're, if they're correct, and they're not, their information was dead wrong for three years on COVID and other stuff, but even if they were, they were spot on, scientifically correct, I still as an American have a First Amendment right to say I think you're full of crap. Correct. And if I say you're full of crap, you shouldn't have the ability to tell some online service to take me off the line. So, I mean, that's really the, the basic... That's the basis of this case, right? Even if the government's right, it doesn't matter. If the government's wrong, it doesn't matter. Tracy Beans and Joe Pags and everybody watching and listening still have the right to question anything we want. Yeah, you have the right to listen, too. I have the right to listen to you and come to my own conclusion about yes. whether I think you're right or wrong. And that's one of the things they touched on in this. A couple of things that, that people out there, the general public, should really understand about what this decision does for you. Um, the government was arguing, you know, a lot of people got censored and then brought back, right? They were reinstated by X or Twitter or whatever. And the government was saying, well, they're back now. There's no ongoing harm to these people that were censored and, and taken off, off of social media. But the court ruled that that's actually not true because they can't guarantee that they won't do it again. And also people are self-censoring to avoid whatever you know terms of service the government wanted in there to make sure that they couldn't say what they wanted. So the very act of censoring yourself is ongoing harm because peop I do it, I do it when do I'm too. out there. Yep. You, you think about how you're gonna say something and you think twice about whether or not you're gonna say it. That is a harm 
to you under the First Amendment as per the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. I'm not even saying Huge. COVID. I'm saying C-19 now. I'm not saying I'm not saying ivermectin. I'm saying the eye drug. And it's so stupid. But you have to do that. If the word, if I put the words up on the, the captions on the screen, I'll put asterisks so, to mess the word up Ugh, so AI so doesn't see that I'm saying hydroxychloroquine. So at the end of the day, we, yeah. we still are. They forced us into this behavior yep. if we just want to partake online. So can the end result be we can stop doing that? Yeah, I mean, yes, that's the end goal of this lawsuit would be that. As a matter of fact, the court addressed that too because the government was very, very heavily involved in crafting and writing the terms of service and moderation policies for Facebook and Twitter. They were writing, they were as if it was the trust and safety division. The government was the trust and safety division of these social media companies. And the judges in this case said, because of these actions forevermore, Whenever a social media company sits down to craft its terms of service, they're going to be thinking in the back of their minds, what is the government going to say about this? How is the government going to hold us accountable if we don't do what they want us to do? And so they're thinking about the court is thinking about the long term implications on culture that this sort of censorship has had and this sort of government input into private businesses had. And so they ruled the way they ruled, Joe. There's a lot of other stuff in there. It's fantastic. I did a whole big article on it. The today, the government filed an appeal to the Supreme Court, literally demanding the ability to censor Americans on social media if they say something that the government deems to be mis or disinformation, as though it is a massive national security threat that the government must have control over in order to guarantee our, quote, safety. This is never going to survive at the Supreme Court. I have every reason to believe, especially after the Fifth Circuit, yeah. The Supreme Court's going to get this, and I wouldn't even doubt if when Missouri and Louisiana file their answer, they ask the Supreme Court to widen this out to include CISA. Because I hope they do. I do, too, because this could be the biggest mistake the government – how do you sit there as the United States government and argue on behalf of the power to force social media companies to censor people? You I, don't. You don't if you're a, gov- a government that's – that's directed by the supreme law of the land in the Constitution. This government thinks that's just an antiquated document that doesn't mean anything anymore. They're about to find out it does. It's Tracy Beans, T-R-A-C-Y-B-E-A-N-Z. Go follow her on all the social media. Does great Twitter spaces or X spaces. Are you calling it X now? I, don't know I have a hard time calling it X. I do. It's I, still I, Twitter.com. I can't go to X.com. Ex- exactly right. I wouldn't try to put an X into .com anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, go and check out everything she does at UncoverDC.com as well. I know about the ADL suit that Elon Musk is bringing, $22 billion. Uh, I know that the government's alleging that he wouldn't turn on Starlink or something over Crimea. That's another story completely. I did not know much about Elon Musk suing California. What's going on with this? Yeah, and this ties in so nicely to what we're talking about. I mean, if yeah. they can't go after you because they can't get into your trust and safety team anymore to, to report things, then they'll just find other reasons to attack you, whether it's personal, private, uh, business, whatever. And that's what they're doing to Elon. California passed a bill, a law now, that is requiring social media companies to provide the attorney general of California logs, um, materials, information, how many people they've banned, why they've banned them, their policies on hate speech, their policies on... Um, you know, uh, religious discrimination, their policies on all kind misinformation and disinformation. And they have to do this like semi-annually. They have to report all this information to California about what they've done to uh, maintain public health conversation. I, I, I don't even, I can't even believe we're having this conversation right now. Um, and, you know, Elon Musk be, or be fined 
$15,000 a day Come if on. California determines that they are not up to snuff on their reporting of this information back. And Elon Musk was like, no, no. First of all, this abridges my right to free speech as Twitter. Right. X. Second of all, it abridges the free speech rights of millions of Americans all over the country because you're not tailoring this specifically to California. And even if you were, somebody in Australia can read what someone in California said or vice versa. So you're really asking us to give you 200 billion tweets and all the action that we took on those those posts and how we took the action on the posts. And then you're forcing us into some sort of definition of things. For example, does a private company, Joe, really want, if after what happened to Budweiser and everyone else, to come out and share their company's opinion on gender norms? Nope. Like No. And and the state of California is basically forcing X to come forward and write a policy on gender norms. And if their policy on gender norms isn't to the progressives liking, what do you think is going to happen with advertisers and X? Well, they're going to be under attack, obviously. And and uh, the this is basically California saying, we want to know the thought process of every user on Twitter or X. And, and, if, you, and, and if you don't tell us the thought process, then you're going to be fined 15000 a day. This, no, this has no weight of law. What is this crap? This is going to be thrown know, out easily. I know. Not only the thought process, though, Joe, how Twitter or X, I'm sorry, is taking action against wrong thing. The, the state of California wants to know how X is deter- how X is handling accounts that violate the terms of service, the terms of service that they now have to submit to the attorney general of California for for his or her um, overview to keep. I, I, it's just the most massive overreach into private business on the heels of a case like Missouri v. Biden. And just so you know, Joe, when they filed that today at the SCOTUS, they said in like paragraph two, the government cannot talk to the media and threaten them to report on things the way they want or or, or scold them for reporting incorrectly. And I, the first thing I said when I read that was, didn't yesterday the Biden administration, the White House counsel, send out a letter to the media instructing them on exactly. how they should report on things? Yep. And then today they're filing in SCOTUS saying the exact opposite. So Elon Musk is taking it on in California. The Missouri, Louisiana, and private plaintiffs who I know personally now, beautiful people, are taking it on in um, in, in their own capacity. And the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled this has got to be countrywide. This isn't just for these people. Yes. This has got to be countrywide. And so now the government's mad that they're not allowed to talk to their friends anymore and threaten them with, cent- you know, censoring people. And it, it, it's something else. It's awesome, and, and I love your coverage of it. Go to UncoverDC.com. It's Tracy Beans, Beans with a Z at the end. Go follow her everywhere. Tracy, incredible stuff. As usual, we'll talk to you soon, okay? Thanks, Joe. All right, back after this. Stay right here. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu.
As always, awesome information from Tracy Beans. Go to UncoverDC.com. UncoverDC.com. Also look for Uncover DC over on Rumble. Is it, listen, if you're online, this affects you because they would like to control what you are and are not allowed to say from the central government. That's not the way it works here. Joe Pag Show. Coming back. There. This is the Joe Pag Show.